friends! I'm Emma. And I'm Morgan. And we're your hosts of Tea in a Good Book, a fun read-along podcast for all book and tea lovers out there. So go grab a cup of tea and join our little book club. This episode, I'm going to be telling Morgan, who knows nothing about Teen Titans, all about Raven and Beast Boy, uh, which two separate books uh, by Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo. Spoiler warning for Teen Titans and the two books mentioned above. Frankly, though, if you are listening to this podcast, you've probably already watched Teen Titans, unlike me, so (laughs) the spoiler warning's more for me. (laughs) And then, anyways, what tea are you drinking, Morgan? Me? Drink tea on a podcast about tea? No, I'm drinking uh, coffee. (laughs) I am not drinking a beverage, but earlier... I did drink water out of out of a paper bowl because there were no cups available. <laughs> and yes, Morgan did make me share that. Yes, because I think that's so funny. <laughs> anyway, should we get started? Yeah, let's get started. Okay. I warning for everyone listening. Most of this is gonna be me talking about Raven because I one, I, Raven is, like, my favorite um, Teen Titan. Don't come at me. I love her so much. I, yeah. I feel like it's fairly basic, but I don't care. She's I was awesome. gonna say, like, is she, like, a, like, do people not like her? No. Because I people sworn. love her, but I feel like every time I mention it, people are like, <laughs> call me basic. I'm like, you know what? She's cool. Shut up. That's what matters um, most in my unsolicited opinion. <laughs> second, like, I feel like this book is more relatable to me. But well, I definitely talk about Beast Boy because I also enjoyed that. So, um, and I am going to be going through basically the book and then just fangirling over this. So, yeah, if you don't want to know anything about this, just stop listening. Because <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. So, anyways, it starts off, um, you see Raven in a car with, I think, with or with her foster mom. They do say her foster mom on the first page. And mm-hmm. it's Late at night, it's raining, um, and then very quickly, there is a car accident. Literally runs... the second page! Yes, second page in, there's a car accident. This that guy is running a red light really fast. Um, car is absolutely totaled. Oh my god. It's a rough time. You can see Raven trying to, like, get out of there, but, like, uh, basically... Her mom, uh, the accident results in her losing her memory of, um, a lot of things that happened, basically, like, any personal memories that had happened before that, that moment, and also losing her foster mom. Oh. So, um, then we cut, then chapter two cuts to, uh, three weeks later, she's being, um, her new foster mother is her former foster mother's sister. Oh. Um, she's moving, I don't know, I don't remember if they say, oh, she lived in Atlanta, okay, East Atlanta High, because I know she go ends up in New Orleans. Oh. Uh, that's where they live. This is Natalia, her, um, foster mother. She's very cool. Um, we'll talk about her more in a little bit, and then this is her cousin. I'm forgetting her name. I know it's on she this page. She looks cool. She's so cool. I love her. 
I also love Max. That's a total like side note, but I love that in almost all of these panels, like Raven is the only one who's in color mm-hmm. or at least in like a vibrant color i also like most of the panels it's like black and white or like grayscale but then like the purple details are colored in yeah i love it so much and then there are a couple pages like we'll see them later where they do full color it's i love the illustration in this book also i love the little she has a little wonder woman poster on her wall Aww. um max her cousin decorated the the room for her where hold on i'm gonna skip a page a page or two ahead because i want to show her um the future is female and no poster i love that max is great she has this like so anyways uh raven her real name is rachel roth Uh she gets the box from foster care sent to her new house yes she's moving um and she kind of like decides that she doesn't really want to go through it in front of max because she's afraid something is gonna like trigger her emotionally and like she's gonna remember all of these things and suddenly have because she isn't really grieved because she can't remember this person that she lost. Yeah. So, which also sounds so hard to go through. Yeah, like, that sounds really rough. She lost her parental figure and then... Lost her memories. Lost her memories. Uh, so she's like, okay, I should feel sad, but I don't. Yeah. And then, so basically, the next page is her just going through her stuff um, and, like, talking about how nothing looks familiar. She finds a book that she's clearly, like, read a bunch of times, and it has a bunch of, like, highlights and annotations, but she's reading it through it and, like, not connecting to it and not understanding why she would want this book. Like, not even 100% sure it's hers. Like, it, she's like, it could be my mom's or someone else's, but, like, yeah. it, she's like, oh, but she recognizes, like, the handwriting, so she's like, I think it's mine. She also finds this little necklace in a box, and then it has a little note, and it says, I will not let you go into the unknown alone That's which a cute is quote. it's a cute quote but she, it's ironic as she is all alone moving to new the, orleans uh, yeah. louisiana um with no memory with literally with no memory so she literally is going into the unknown alone ouch yes so anyways she puts on this necklace decides um to go, or I think, she's trying to uh, pull an all-nighter because she's been having a lot of nightmares since this incident, which yeah. makes sense. So she's reading, trying to not to fall asleep, and she ends up crashing out and dreaming of this demon man. Oh, This man. six-eyed demon man who says, you cannot hide from me, Raven. I will always find you. Our fates are intertwined. You belong to me. That is, that is spooky. Yeah, we'll, we'll learn more about him later. Oh, good. Um, so anyways, that brings us to chapter three, where we have the high school. She's going to her new school. I love like, the name of the chapter. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. It's chapter three, the seventh circle of hell, a.k.a. high school, which is such a mood. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to go off about, I, oh my gosh, I get so excited. But also, like, I, this art is gorgeous. I'll have to post, I'll have to, I'll have to take pictures and post some of, the, like, the artwork in here. Because yeah. it's, I, but... This is very much, I, um, Raven is experiencing her powers in the form of she can, like, think, or she can, like, hear what other people are thinking, mm-hmm. but the way they portray it reminds me, uh, is very similar to, like, sensory overload. Yeah. Uh, which is common with several different types of, um, 
neurological thing. Like, neurodivergent people, a few different types of neurodivergent people have. Yeah. Myself included. I deal with sensory overload all the time. And I just love how it's portrayed through the, like, she's, it's like this, like, so the thoughts are coming, like, a steam from other people's heads and all entering her head. But the way she behaves in her mannerisms and, like, the way she kind of freaks out because it's, like, it's a high school full of thoughts flowing into her head really fast. It's very much, um, very much relatable. And I just, I absolutely love it. I... That's also got to be really hard, too, considering yeah. that this is, like, one of the first times she's re, like, I don't, I want to say visualizing, but that is not yeah. the word, but, like, she's revisiting her powers for the first time. Yeah, and, so like, that's she also doesn't remember that she has them. <laughs> yeah. Which is a whole thing, and then we, we're in, she, she's, uh, so she basically she runs away into her classroom, because it's empty, and she's like, I just need to be away from people, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. She ends up in there, people are, like, filtering in, and she can feel their thoughts, and they're getting mad, like, this one guy is really mad about, um, he got a C in class and he can't play baseball anymore, and it, like, frustrates her, and then the girl next to her is, like, really, like, stressed out and overwhelmed, because she's getting bullied by this next girl on the panel. Ah. And we see that happen. Um, and then we discover another element of her powers, which is, um, so she has a little, this, this little text bubble, which matches these text bubbles from the demon guy earlier. Oh, that's And it scary. says, you should teach her a lesson, and then she thinks right after, I hope you uh, trip and knock a tooth out. And there she goes, tripping. Does she knock out a tooth? No, she, she catches herself on the desk. Oh, unfortunate. But, um, Raven's freaking out because she's like, I made that happen. She yeah. doesn't know how she made that happen. Um, and then there is this adorable adorable guy my first immediate thought was that he low-key kind of looks like beast boy i think that might be intentional it's not beast boy his name is tommy (laughs) (laughs) um for context morgan i have a friend named tommy so (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm sorry tommy um (laughs) um but yeah, so, and like also his first thought, he walks in, it's very Aww. cute. His first thought when he sees her is that uh, Raven is really pretty and so she gets all blushy and um, runs to the bathroom because she panics, which is such a mood. But I love this scene of the like, she's like trying to like wash her face and like she's like, okay, I'm, I'm freaking out. This isn't happening. None of this is happening. And then like this like shat, there's like. That's a really the, beautiful piece, too. Yeah, right? It's in the bathroom here. There's this gorgeous, like, raven, like, silhouette, like, shadow thing. And it's, oh, it's so cool. And then so, also, I want to talk about, so this this fourth chapter is her going to the cafeteria and having issues in the cafeteria. But, like, I just love looking at um, this artwork because... It's, they have a very, they have a pretty diverse, like, group. Yeah. And they also, like, right away in the front, there's a girl, um, there's a girl who looks to be a person of color, um, who is in a wheelchair. Yeah. And, like, it's a very, a very, very diverse group, which made me very happy, because I feel like a lot of comic book things, or, like, artwork things where it's, like, quote-unquote diverse, it'll be like, we have 
two people who aren't white in this group of a thousand people. We and, are diverse. <laughs> and, like, the two, like, people of color are very light-skinned. Very light-skinned, uh, don't have na- their natural hair, or, like, yeah, things like that. But, like, you, there's all sorts of natural hair textures, and, like, really fun. Th- it's, I love this piece specifically because you can see all the people and they're all in black and white and she's the only one in color i also think that's cool but yeah she's freaking out in the lunchroom she starts freaking out with this and then so max uh puts noise canceling headphones on her to help clear out the sound which is a way to cope with your uh sensory overload issues if you're going into sensory overload in public which i have done it's not fun But I just love this very casual, like, okay, we're going to fix the thing and it's fine. And, like, Max and, like, Max's friends are just very accepting of uh, what is being very clearly to me portrayed as, like, um, this, uh, why am I forgetting the words I just said? Sensory Sensory overload. overload. Thank you. Yeah. Sensory overload thing. It's, I love it. And then, of course, Mean Girl comes back. um, And then... We have another bout of someone should uh someone did not learn her lesson. I hope you choke. <laughs> and oh so she God. starts choking on her food. Sheesh. I Which mean. is and I also love that they just look over the table next to her, they're like like she's they're like she's dramatic. She's probably faking. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Meanwhile, Raven's like she is definitely not faking and then that. I think he go yeah, he goes over and helps her and he's like, I don't think she's faking it and like Heimlich's the food out of her and it lands on another popular mean girl. <laughs> very funny. Like of course and then of course Raven is freaking out again. She's like, um, it's a coincidence I can't make things happen, but the second time and whose thoughts was I hearing, like, in the red bubble? Yeah. And so she runs out, runs into the gym where there's no one is. There's another, like, really sick silhouette of the raven. And then it's Tommy. He's Tommy. back again. Hiding in the gym. Um, It's great. This the little, he's like, oh, it's Rachel, right? Um, I'm Tommy. We're in the same English class. And she goes, we are? Mood. <laughs> and he just... Ouch. Ouch. Oh, poor boy. Um, he's really sweet, though. He, um, you find out he just transferred in, like, it's, he's thinking, um, like, he's trying to approach her, but then he's thinking, he's like, oh, I should leave her alone. She's, like, not comfortable, which is very, like, he's very, being very considerate and sweet, and, but she's freaking out because she's hearing a bunch of thoughts still from him, um... And so she starts, like, trying to, like, make her brain really loud with a bunch of thoughts. And, like, she's singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat Mm -hmm. to try to, like, get the sound away. And it kind of works. It kind of keeps it away mostly. Um, And so she's able to, like, have a conversation. She's like, oh, I... And then he's like, hey, you look... Like, are you okay? You look kind of like... Yeah. Something's going wrong. And she's like, oh, I must be lightheaded. I didn't have lunch. He's like, oh, your blood sugar's probably low. Do you... Um, do you like candy bars? I have a candy bar. And she's like, actually, I have no clue if I like candy bars. Aww. And so, and then just kind of runs out of the room. And he's just standing there like, mood. Um, (laughs) And then so, and then at the very end of the chapter, we see this dude just hiding in the, this Oh, don't like that. That's spooky. And so this child falls. And, like, hits his shoulder really hard, and she can feel his pain, and is like, mm-hmm. 
And then you see him going an empath. I almost feel for- sorry for you, kid. Because he's, like, recognizing what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Raven and Max, they make their way home. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. They talk about how school was rough. Um, Raven is trying to listen to music, trying to relax, trying to, like, deal with the fact that she's been hearing these thoughts, and she starts hearing more demon thoughts in her head. It says, uh, music is a trivial distraction. Concentrate on my voice, Raven. If you do as I say, we'll both be free. And so she's stressed out about that, and then, um this shadow happens it's the first time she sees the shadow happening oh and she says it's the voice it's gone almost like the shadow made it stop you know move this so you can post it out so you can see the full that's a nice it's piece I, too it's the artist works. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take out the post notes as i go through because i'm gonna forget to do so otherwise i'm sorry if that makes a terrible noise on the podcast but asmr then, except not <laughs> except not and then, so, she's screaming, uh, she screamed, of course, for the voice to shut up, and then the shadow happened. Yeah. So, her aunt and her cousin Max are running into the room, like, what's happening? What are, yeah. What's going on? Um, and so, the mom kind of, like, senses the spirit of the shadow. It's like, the shadow's gone, but, like, she, we're gonna find out, in, I think, in the next couple pages, she is a practitioner of voodoo. She is part of, like... Oh, that's it. She so she kind of she's very spiritual and understands a lot of spiritual things, and so this is kind of like the first hint at that of like she can sense that the shadow was there even though the shadow is gone. Yeah, and Max cannot see it. And she's like, "What are you looking at?" And then like they're trying to like, um, they're like, "What happened? Did you have a bad dream?" She's like, "Oh, I thought I saw something. It was, I think it was just a shadow. Whatever." Yeah, and then so they walk out of the room and then. Max clearly knows what her mom, like, the religion her mother follows, and is like, okay, if you saw something, uh, and you know what's going on with Raven, you have to tell her. Yeah. And she's like, you have to keep your voice down. Raven isn't ready to hear this. She's Mm -hmm. like, I know what's happening. She's not ready to deal with this. Yeah. Um, Her mind is, uh, she, she believes that her mind is protecting her from the knowledge she had Mm -hmm. from the accident, um, but she doesn't know fully what's happening because she says Vivian, the, um foster mother died before she had a chance to tell her yeah but she's like okay something's happening with this kid also i love that we get to see her in full color in this yeah it's i was so gonna cool. mention that too i also love her necklace i want to know what it like the symbol on it means Do you mind if i see it really quick yeah. oh i haven't seen it so also because i'll just say this right now like i am gonna judge how they portray the voodoo because I did take a anthropology class, so I am by no means, like, an expert on this, but we did talk about voodoo very intensely in this class, so I have a vague idea of, like, actual, specifically, like, Haitian voodoo, um, and, like, how that works, so I'm really curious if I'll recognize anything that they say. Because I'm really, like... It's, like, Haitian voodoo is such an interesting, like, religion to learn about. And if you're listening to this and want to learn, like, more about it, I really highly suggest Mama Lola. um, Because that's an anthropology um, novel. 
documentation, um, but it's really interesting. So, anyways, side note. Sorry, continue. <laughs> good. So, basically, the next part is uh, just explaining how she's going to try to handle high school with all of the, the noise. She has headphones for when she's out of class, and then inside class, she has these little earplugs to kind of Aww. help block out the sound, and it... You can see it's, like, mostly working, but, like, yeah. the there's still a little bit of, like, it's still trying to come through. Yeah. And, of course, we have Tommy staring at her again. Tommy! Um. And then, like... If I were in Tommy's position, I, too, would be in love with Raven. <laughs> what a mood. So, anyways, she, like, this, like, bully girl makes it... Oh, so Raven and um, Max are, like, making a joke about the girl who, the bully, bully girl who, like, choked. Yeah. And then she responds with, I hope you choke and there's no one around to give you the Heimlich maneuver, the, like, bully person. Yeah. And so we have another demon bubble. The words are not enough. Show her the consequences uh, for your disrespect. Show them all. And she's, like, kind of freaking out. And then she starts choking again. Oh my god. Bully starts choking again, and then <laughs> the teacher just goes, oh, the bully girl's name is Alana. And it's like, Alana, let's not be dramatic. Why don't you go get a drink? Um, and they're like, and then she stops choking once Raven stops focusing on that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, so everyone thinks she's just faking and being dramatic now, even though Raven's choking her. Yeah. And Raven doesn't know. And so we have a little Tommy hand and the little note says meet me at the in the gym at lunch. Oh I think I'm gonna cut to that. Tommy. Which is the next page. So she shows up and he says, I brought you something. And his entire backpack is full of every candy bar he could find. And he's he's like, okay, I'm gonna figure out which ones you like. That's so freaking cute. It's so cute. He is the cutest. He gets, like, 20 candy bars, and then she goes through and tries them all and, like, figures out which ones she likes, which ones, um, she, like, she finds out she likes peanuts and candy, but not almonds or dark chocolate. Mm, I love dark chocolate. And she finds her favorite one, um... Vaguely looks like a Kit Kat. It's called an AMZ Crisp. I don't know what it's supposed to it's be. It's probably, like, like, the Teen Titans version of a Kit Kat. Maybe, except that she's biting into it like this. So I feel like it's not a Kit Kat. She's, and it doesn't have the ridges, so I think it's a solid piece of chocolate. I mean, it could be maybe a crunch bar, but it doesn't look like a crunch bar. Or at least the packaging doesn't. Anyways. <laughs> so, basically, she gets kind of emotional and, like, um... And he's like, oh no, did I do something wrong? Was this bad? And she's like, no, I just don't remember literally anything. And, like, I'm just really emotional because now I know something. And, like, Aww. it's been really hard. Um, and so, basically, he starts leaning in. And then she hears a demon voice saying, you can't uh, trust him, Raven. You can't trust any of them. And she's and she just leaves the gym because she's like, oh. And then, so she's leaving the gym quickly. She runs into Max and her, and Max's friend. And they're just kind of, I I think this is the one that has a crush on Max. And so they're hanging out. And then she's like, oh, she's like, nope, my cousin needs me. And like, leaves him. And he's Good. all pouty. 
And then, so they go, so chapter seven is called Voodoo Queen. Oh. So they go to a shop, um, they like, I think, oh yeah, they ditch school to go to this shop. Mood. Um, <laughs> it's the Tallulah Saints House of Spirits. Um, and so they make her take off her headphones when she gets there yeah but then she can't hear any of the thoughts anyways and so they're like oh oh that's nice what's happened she's like i don't hear anyone's thoughts maybe it was a side effect from the accident and so they take her to the back they do tarot readings in the back and so they take her to meet um miss eliza who runs the shop um there's her cat which is I love that cat. <laughs> very, and then I just love, so it goes from this, like, very, very scary face to, like, a couple, like, panels later just being very chill. I love it. It's very cat-esque. Definitely um, very Zora-esque. I think it's hinting at the fact that the cat knows something is with her. Yeah. Because, like, the cat's fine on everyone, so like, oh, the cat's usually really friendly, like, what's happening? Um, or it says cat... Uh, Miss Eliza says cats are hi- uh, highly sensitive to the emotions of some people around them. Um, somehow, or someone like you must know how that feels, Raven. And she's like, someone like what? And she's like an empath. You're an empath. You're you feel other people's emotions. And, like knows right away. Like okay, so you know people's emotions, and yeah, they're both like what? I do what? Um, also, like this room is gorgeous. Oh yeah, it's I oh, I, I really like that part. ceiling. That seems cool. It has just such cute little constellations and just... So she explains, like, what an empath is, and they start doing a reading for her. Um, And then, so they're doing the thing, and they got the cards, and she's like, oh, I picked... Raven's like, I picked bad cards, dear. Or she's like, I picked... Oh, I picked bad cards. And then the lady says, there are no bad cards, dear, but I've never seen a spread like this. (laughs) She has, you do tarot things. I see high priestess... Moon and here I'll show you the Let me see. Um High Priestess, the Moon. And then Ooh. I can't tell what the other one is. I think that's Wheel of Fortune. That's Let me really... see if they show a better shot of it. Good one. Hold on. Oh it is Wheel of Fortune. They do show it in the back. When it's the moon it's upside down, I wanna say. Uh the moon. That's... So they they also talk about it on the next page. Where they say the first card represents the influences in your life right now, which is a high priestess, uh, revered high priestess, secrets, doubt, and blocked psychic abilities. Yeah. Uh, the second card represents the obstacles in your path, which is the moon, and this is illusions, dreams, and misconceptions. And then the last card represents your outcome, um, and then that's the wheel of fortune. And uh, Max says, if you were distracted when you chose those cards, it could have ended up as a false reading. Um, and then she asks, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is it that I got Wheel of Fortune for this last one? And they say it's an 11. Um, a, re- a reversed Wheel of Fortune represents negative forces, lack of control, and upheaval. It's funny because I'm reading these two, and it's pretty accurate to what they they are. Yay. So, what was the first one again? Um, the first one was High Priestess, and it was... Or, it was Reverse High Priestess, sorry. So, it was Secrets, Doubt, and Blocked Psychic Abilities. Uh, lack of personal harmony and problems resulting in a lack of foresight, suppression of the feminine, or intuitive side. 
the moon, and was that one reversed? No, moon is the only one not reversed. Uh, that one represents life of the imagination apart from life of spirit, dreams in psychic impression, sometimes psychic work, and then real, Wheel of Fortune was reversed? Yeah. yeah. Uh, difficulties, delays, unexpected bad luck, resistance to change, unexpected interruptions, unpleasant surprise. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a really bad reading. <laughs> yep, and I'm glad to know that they were actually kind of accurate. <laughs> And so she basically kind of, uh, Miss Eliza says, like, okay, the cards, uh, show me your destiny as it stands in this moment, but the future is constantly changing and you control your own destiny. So, like, these cards might not come to fruition. They might, like, things might change, but kind of, like, Raven's kind of freaking out and they were hoping this would help her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Wait, let me see. So they leave, and then they talk. I think they, I think they talk about at some point in this, why she can't hear people's emotions, and they talk about how it's, it's because the the building that they're in the like shop is like a sacred place that had been like cleansed, mm-hmm. and so they make a little like um, what do they call it? A force field, so she doesn't have to wear head fields all the time, or like or Max calls it a shield. It says it protects against uh, dark forces, other people's energy, um, or or other people's energy. Um, and so they create a shield. Um, they The words they use are, um, this powerful light is my protective shield. It will repel ne- negative energy and keep me from absorbing the energy of others. This psychic shield will always be with me from now on. And I like this little image of them doing this, and it's like everything, the world around them goes dark, and it's just the words in yeah. there. And then, you see, now you have a force field, and it's like, that's it. Yep, repeat that every day to strengthen your shield. And if other people's emotions start breaking through, just picture the light. And then they're leaving, and she's not hearing any thoughts anymore. Yeah. Which is good. And the, um, let's see. Max is getting a text from Emin, that's her friend, it's E-M-A-N, and they're like, oh, and she's like, eh, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. So they go get some food, um, and so they're, uh, Max is asking questions about, like, okay, what do you think these powers are? Like, clearly you have powers, what do you think you are? And then she's getting, like, very nervous about their, their in like this cafe and she's like someone's gonna hear you so like stop talking mm-hmm. about this and Max is like eh, no one cares she's mm-hmm. like, no one cares this is fine just tell me what's going on and then she explains the whole choking thing and the tripping thing yeah. and she's like oh you probably think I'm a terrible person and like and then Max is like no you're not you weren't <laughs> she deserves then. it <laughs> like, yeah you're fine um and then so they're walking home there's creepy scary dude lurking in the shadows again and there's this dude who's yelling at this girl and she really wants to be left alone and so he um she can hear it and then she's like freaking she's like oh no my shield's not working yeah and max like yeah probably wasn't strong enough we'll we'll practice it more and like get better and then big scary dude walks up and just grabs this dude by the neck like wraps his arm around the neck and just run i'll take it and um is talking to he has a mysterious phone call from someone named adeline 
Um, and it says, he says, I'll deliver the kids, uh, for your, for your strike teams because I always finished the job. Lose this number, basically. Like, they're kind of fighting over, oh, we also find out in this conversation that whoever this person, Adeline, is, is his ex, who they're formerly married. Ah. So, they get home, their mom is, uh, lighting a candle for... Or it's her uh, Raven. Uh, Raven's aunt is lighting a candle for her former foster mom. Yeah. Um, and she says, "I'm asking one of the lowest to protect your mom on the other side." How did wait? Let me see how they spelled it. Okay, that's a different way from what I remember it being spelled, but it's still correct. Okay, am I saying it right? I think. I'm uh, it right. I think at least in my class. We said Loa. Loa? Because it was L-W-A. Okay. So, but I'm pretty sure that's probably also a correct spelling. Okay. But yeah, they say, even death can't escape uh, darkness. Evil exists in in this life and the next, so she's leaving offerings Mm -hmm. for the Loa. Um, They say the spirit, they explain that the Loa are uh, spirits that act as intermediaries on our behalf. Yep. Um... And just leaving offerings, like, they're a little... It looks like some kind of baked good. It's kind of hard to tell because it's in black and white. Yeah. But, um... They ask, like, Raven if she remembers her mom. And they say no. Um... They don't remember. And she's, like, asking a few questions, like, was my mom ever married? Um... And, like, was I ever in an orphanage? Kind of, and they're telling her, like, her birth mom left her with a priest at a church because her father was violent and she was afraid that her father would hurt her. Mm. And she wanted to make sure that he would never be able to find her. Yeah. Which uh, meant that her birth mother would also never be able to find her. Yeah. So she just kind of got taken away from all of that. And then we have our next chapter in which Max has just gotten a text from Tommy... Oh. Um, and it says, uh, hey, Max, it's Tommy from English. Wanted to see if Raven is okay. Aww, it's, Tommy. adorable. <laughs> um, and then so she gets all smiley when Max tells her. And then... Um, basically, she... Uh, she is just a lot of her... A lot of Max teasing Raven. And then... Um, <laughs> uh, Max gives Tommy her number. It's like, oh, it's basically like, oh, I don't know, you should check on her. And then so... Max being a great wing woman. Amazing. To- um, Raven is so mad, it's great, but he, Tommy texts, it's like, Tommy, Max said you were okay with me texting. Um, and then she's just so, she's like, um, Max all like, you can thank me later, she's like, or I'll kill you later. <laughs> Which is such a mood. Um, and then it's her kind of panicking and going through a bunch of different text messages and, like, eventually just goes high. Which is, again, an entire mood. I just, I love this scene of them texting and being all smiley and cute. Um, and then they plan a date for after school. And it's... It's just so cute. I love that. Um, and then... 
So she's asleep. And then, so we have her aunt is leaving the house at night. And you see the spirit of the raven, the little shadow leaving raven. Yeah. And we go to a cemetery. Oh. Um, Vivian is going... Or, or, sorry, Vivian's the mother. Um, she's going, she usually comes to visit Vivian. And it says, she says, uh, so the character is asking, like, coming to visit Vivian. And she says, not tonight. I'm going to the original Navarro family mausoleum in the old section. I need help from the Loise and my ancestors. And he says, sound serious. Put in a good word for my mama with the Loise. And, like, so she's walking in gets to the mausoleum and then she has her little candles there's it looks like coffee beans um and yeah probably and then definitely some rum yeah okay yeah yeah seems accurate so far and then so she pours some out on the ground and is asking papa legba for assistance, um, because she's at a crossroad and she can't see what lies ahead, and she believes that Raven's life is at stake. Mm-hmm. And so you see Raven, um, and Raven is also dreaming this as she as it is happening. Oh, that's really cool. Uh huh. Because her shadow, in the form of a raven, yeah, followed her, and so she can see her um, speaking about in the cemetery speaking. Yeah. And, like, so basically she's, um, she says, uh, darkness more powerful than any I've ever felt lurks in the shadows, bi- uh, biding its time. It will bring this battle to my door, and I can't win this fight alone. When when I call, will you stand with me? And it literally cracks. The mausoleum cracks right next to the angel. Oh, that's spooky. And then the next morning, it just cuts to the next morning with Max... Walking in and being like, Raven, why are you, like, just waking up? And she's like, I just had the weirdest dream about your mom. <laughs> and then, um, and then Max is like, oh, that's weird. I'll be right back. And then, like, and goes out and is like, mom, were you in a cemetery? And she's like, in the cemetery last night. And she's like, why? It's like, because Raven had a dream and saw you there. And she's like, <laughs> she starts being like, it was just a dream. Uh, and Max is like, she saw you. She's like, it doesn't matter if she saw you. He's like, what? And the and she's like, okay, what did she see exactly? She said, you were burning prayer candles in front of a mausoleum and talking to a crow. And she drops her coffee mug and is like, that wasn't a dream. Um, that must have been an astral projection uh, from Raven. Because she, she didn't realize who doesn't know what she's doing. And she's yeah. like, uh-oh. This is... She's like, her powers are developing, and she has no clue how to control them or what they are. So she's like, mm, this is bad? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, a fun, and they kind of like, and then she, uh, Raven comes in and they quickly change the subject, talk about like breakfast foods, um, give her a copy of her mom's, one of her mom's favorite books, which is Dracula. Oh, good. And then they head off to school. Let's see. Ah, uh, yes. It's... They're walking to school, and then... Um, so... Pro, uh, I, th- I don't know if they specifically say it's prom, but I know it's, like, a big school dance is coming up. And they make comments... Oh, it is prom. 
about, like, there's a bunch of people, like, right outside the school selling flowers because they know a bunch of kids are gonna be buying flowers. Yeah. Um. And I think it's, they're doing a, I think they're doing it, like, Sadie Hawkins style, where it's the girls, yeah, they're doing, um, the, like, the promposals got really big, and then the girls started complaining. They're like, they're like, hey, this is making us really uncomfortable, like, a bunch of really uncomfortable things, so yeah. they decided to make it a more Sadie Hawkins style, the girls have to ask. Aww. And so, um, they kind of make a comment about, like, nothing says female empowerment, uh, like, asking someone to prom by sending them a cheesy red ro- rose with a note. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's better than... It's cute. People being overwhelmed. So they have a bunch of flowers where you can buy flowers. And then her friend, Iman, is like, oh, is like, starts teasing them about, um, he's like, oh, do you need, um, money to buy a rose? And she's like, I'm not buying one. And he's like, and he's like, I should, he's like, I agree. I should get two if I'm paying. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no one is paying for anything. I'm not going to prom. And like, he's hilarious. And so, <gasps> oh yes. Uh, so basically, uh, Raven is walking up the stairs. She gets bumped into and she trips and falls directly into Tommy. And it's a full color, like a full page, full color image of them. And it's so cute. My heart is so full right now. Um, and then. So they both just quickly run away, and then we see girls asking, we see a girl in hijab asking a boy to prom. Um, and so basically all day, boys are, like, people walking to class and giving boys roses with notes and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so Max's friend Lily... They, so she brings this one of the like the I think it's basically it's like a Valentine Graham type thing where you sign up and someone else brings the rose. Yeah. And so they're they're doing a special delivery at lunch, and the one lady's like, "Okay, this is this for Lily, but it also says it's from Lily. Aren't you Lily?" And she's like, "Yep." And so she's like, um, "Me too. I would also buy myself a rose." <laughs> and so they're like, "Okay, so." either someone made a mistake or you sent or you filled out this card wrong because you're a girl like you're not supposed to be getting a rose yeah spoiler alert someone did fill out the rose wrong it's from another girl oh <coughs> the lesbians win again <laughs> and so um and the lady gets like kind of embarrassed who was giving them out for like not assuming that it was because she's like okay something must have been wrong because you're not you're a girl you're not supposed to receive a rose but anyways yeah next chapter is date time and it's so cute they are taking pictures listening to music walking to the park i we absolutely have to post this because it's so cute that is so cute like and also, like, you get the sense of, like, their whole date being absolutely adorable, and there's no dialogue on this page. Yeah. Like, it is absolutely incredible. And, like, I just love this, like, watercolor style of, like, it's artwork. Really it's 
I love this so much. And then they go out to eat, and then they kiss. Make them kiss. <laughs> and then, um, let's see. Oh, and then he asks her to prom, and she's like, um, she's like, aren't the girls supposed to ask? He's like, you don't seem like you follow rules that often, so. <laughs> I love that. And so, they're going to prom together, she gets home, and Max is fighting with someone on the phone, and, like, throws her phone on her bed once she's done, and it's like, and she's like, whoa, what's happening? Sheesh. Um... And then, basically, Iman is asking her out, and is, like really on her case and she's getting really mad because she's like i no it wouldn't work out between us stop it yeah like this isn't funny anymore you've been doing this for like a while and like it's um and she's like basically like i don't feel like talking about this and then anyways it's time for another dream ah, that night demon time uh-huh but first we have um her new foster mom going to visit Vivian, her former foster mom, and saying, like, sorry I didn't come see you. I was visiting the ancestors. Um, Can't do this without you. I need to know what I'm up against. And then notices, like, saying all these things about, like, this is really scary, and then notices the raven, and is like, raven's here. And then it's, it says it is almost time, and there's the demon with the claws coming through the floor. We And then you also see see the raven, like, kind of, like, attacking him. Yeah. Yep. And so, after a rough night of sleep, and just, like, I, I know you can hear me, she is just getting ready for her school, and then Max is talking to her mom, and uh, her mom is like, oh, uh, the bird was at the graveyard again so, <laughs> last night, so I think Raven was back. Yeah. And then, um... And then Max says, you think part of Raven's soul is a bird? And she says, actual projection can take on any form. Raven's subconscious must sense that she's in danger. And then they're like, okay, it's getting worse. Um, We need to, like... uh, Max is... uh, Or, like, she wants Max to help. And then she's kind of like, I don't... She's like, that's not really my vibe. And she's like, hey, you need to, like, tell me what's going on and, like, help me with this. Because, like, this is a big issue. Yeah. Anyways, we have this cute little indication of time passing where we have a big thing of, like, Tommy hanging out with uh, Raven and Max and Max's friends. We have Iman and then her friend who and then the girl she's going to prom with. Aww. And going through the week, you have, like, the little shadow, the... Tossy turning nightmares. Also, I love this outfit. Like it's a, a lot good of her outfit. looks are so cute. And then also, like I like that the the headphones aren't on her, which because she's not wearing them because she doesn't need them right now. So she's getting better at her uh, yes. shield spells. Um. Then we have prom night, plastic rings, and promises. Oh, we're almost done. I've been talking for forty five minutes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, we're almost done with the book. I'm gonna, I think I can do it. Because we have 60 minutes. I can do it. Basically, prom dress shopping. I find Raven this really cute, like, um... That's cute. It's, like, a skater dress with, like, tulle at the bottom, and then she wears, like, a leather jacket with ravens on it, over it, and, like, it's just an entire look. 
Max is still planning on not going to prom, but is still helping her find a dress. Aww. Um, they are walking home. They realize this creepy dude is following them. Yeah. So they kind of cut over to, like, this coffee shop and they're like, oh, wait, false alarm. We don't see him. And then he's coming back, but walking away. And they're, like, very confused. And then they find, um, they find Tommy. And they were like, uh, Tommy is talking to the dude. Oh. And they're like, who are you talking to? We thought that dude was following us. And he's like, oh, that's my uncle. I live with him. Oh. Um, and Uh-oh. Raven's like, oh, you should have brought me over so we could say hi. And then he says, he's not really friendly or nice. Oh. And then Max is thinking something's not right. I can feel that something's off. Yeah. And we see kind of her thoughts, and it switches to blue, which is very cool. Oh, that is really cool. Uh, and so she, go- she goes to Iman and is like, okay, I changed my mind about prom. Because uh, she wants to keep an eye on Raven, because she yeah. does not trust... She's like, she- the instant she found out Tommy is related to the spooky guy who's following them, she's like, mm-mm, no, I'm yeah. going to prom to follow you. And she says... Um, She's like, she's like, okay, I want to go to prom, and then he's giving her a hard time, like, okay, like, oh, it's like, oh, you reject me for, like, weeks, and then you want to go, and she's like, mm, I'll go by myself, and then, um, they go to the dance together, he just gives her a hard time. Cute. Then there's them getting ready for prom, it's very cute. Mm. I love it so much. And then the, um... All four girls, so you have the two that are going together. Also, this, like, tux dress is so that cute. That is really cute. But, so they're all ready, and then the two boys show up. Um, and Tommy being very charming, bringing corsage, saying that Aww. she looks beautiful. Um, and they get, uh, so the two lovely lesbians get each other um, plastic rings Good. Because they Iconic. say, uh, flowers die, plastic jewelry lasts forever. Iconic. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then, so, they're at prom, and it's very purple and fun. And then, so, she's hearing the, like, voice, but it's also, instead of being black, it's, like, gray text, because it's not as loud. Yeah. But, like, and so, they're slow dancing, um, it's, but the voice is getting, uh, louder, and Tommy says, I need to talk to you. It can't, this can't wait any longer, and she's like, where are we going? And then he's, like, dragging her out of, like, the dance area, cut over to the cemetery. We have some lightning, and, um, I was like, what am I protecting her from, Viv? A person or something supernatural? And then there's the lightning, it's like, now, the lightning is like, now we're making progress. Is it a curse? A metahuman? A spirit? And then there's more lightning, it says, Trigon, oh god, Raven. And you have, see the... Archangel Michael and the demon with indication of who she's fighting. That's that's scary. Uh-huh. So um oh, she's like, Did we really have to walk to the other side of the building? He's like, I want to talk to you alone, but now I don't know what to say except that I screwed up and there's no way to fix this. And she's like, I'll help you. He's like, I don't under you don't understand. I'm not I'm not who and then she interrupts him and kisses him. She's like, that was my first real kiss. He's like, I doubt that. Didn't they kiss earlier? (laughs) I think it was supposed to be like a peck on the lips where they're like Uh. kissing now. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh no, I don't feel good. I feel very dizzy. And she runs to the bathroom. 
And look who shows up. It's his sketchy oh, uncle. No. Um, Does he have an eye patch? Yeah, he's had an <laughs> eye patch this whole time. Oh. So it's hard to tell. But um, so he says, someone hasn't been following orders. You were supposed to get her to trust you, not fall for her. And then she's like, following orders. What is Tommy's uncle talking about? He's like, I care about her. She's like, and I, pay- and I care about getting paid. You feel guilty, I get it. But if she meant that much to you, we wouldn't be standing here. It's too late to change teams now, kid. And so Raven's just sitting in the bathroom crying because she's like, I should have trusted my instincts about him. Uh, she's like the demon voice and he's uh, the demon voice is coming back saying, your happiness gave me strength. I needed it. I will make him pay. It's like, uh, and then so they're arguing. Uh, and then so, and Tommy's kind of like, no, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. She shows up crying behind him being like, I trusted you. And then it's showtime Woo! um it, it's we see the little bubble saying it's time to remember the tr- uh remember who you are raven and the truth about where you ca- come from um so we get to see her backstory oh. the demon she's been dreaming about is her abusive father oh yep she is half demon that's why she has all these crazy powers and why she was left with a priest because he couldn't find her with the priest because he's a demon that makes um, a lot of sense. And basically, because he, he tries to take her, and he also tries to take her from, like, the foster mom, and he comes, he's like, okay, I've come for the child. And she's like, nope, you can't have him, you can't have her, and traps him in this necklace, which is the necklace she found earlier, and the necklace she's been wearing this whole time. He's been in the necklace. And so, then it shows her having to learn to, like, control her emotions and because of all of the powers it's and so poster. Ah! um and then her like try like freaking out because of all the demon things and then very fun shot of demon behind her and then her in the prom dress with the converse which is such a look it is a look it's the do not re- res- resist raven share your power until with me until i regain strength and she's like i'm not sharing anything with you and then tommy's just being traumatized poor but, tommy like, he deserves it he was yeah. helping kidnap her and then so and then we see get away from my niece um her aunt is showing up and then who else shows up but her cousin who we realize also has powers. Max has powers ah. with her, also her stunning dress. I like, love her she's dress. She's gorgeous. And so it turns into uh, her aunt calls upon all the ancestors. And I so all of the ancestors are coming. All. And like, it's so cool getting to look at all of these absolutely gorgeous. It's a lot of, it's a lot of women. These absolutely strong, powerful women. I don't think I noticed until literally just now that every single person in this image is a woman. As it should be. And, like, just looks fiercely powerful. So, basically, they're all flooding the streets, surrounding the high school, coming um, to their aid, and also coming around her with her wooshy power. Yeah. And so... And so... The, uh... And is saying it's too late to draw banishing circles. Souls will form a circle, but they'll need your help to hold Trigon. And so she basically, cousin on the fly has cousin Max on the fly has to learn how to use her powers and to like hold him. And so 
they are and then but then you can see in amongst the ancestors and those who have passed is her foster mom and so she's like mom and she recognizes her and the demon dude is like you stole my child and which is not true yeah no (laughs) so um so they're making this circle to like hold him back and then she's saying like they need raven's powers to be strong enough and so she's and her mom comes over and is like she's a memory of like it's part of your soul it can leave your body and will always protect you it's the raven and so she's like it's my soul self and uses that to help i want she's like i want my father off my head and um just really cool artwork of her battling this demon that's like holding her. Yeah. And that's a really like, nice piece. It's so cool. And she he's, he's like I am your father, you belong to me and she says no, I belong to myself, which is iconic. I have 5 minutes I can do this. Queen. It's more art of them fighting. She takes off the necklace, um throws it at him and traps him in it. And then um basically immediately puts the necklace back on and they're like i'm not sure that's a good idea and she's like it's the safest place that i know of Mm -hmm. until we can destroy this necklace um and then her mom says it's time for me to go like the like and so and kisses her goodbye and like says that she's not alone and that she'll always be watching and then she always has them and then so tommy comes back (laughs) And then she's like, stay away from me. I overheard you talking to your uncle. And he's like, it's not, he's not my uncle. And she's like, of course he isn't. You've been lying to me since we met day one. Um, and he's like, I don't, you don't understand. I didn't have a choice. Um, my, the organization, organization my dad used to work for is looking for teens with special abilities. Um, and that, and that, um, he was recruited to help. His parents are dead. He was recruited to help look for teens with special abilities and to, like, get them to join this team. Mm-hmm. And he says he never meant to hurt her. And so she's like, oh, but you still did. Messiest breakup. Yeah. Um, she gets back. And so this dude, we find out his name is Slade. And he, said in, he leaves a note saying, I know how to stop Trigon, like, in her house when she gets back with the number. And so she goes to, goes to sleep and then... The next day, it's her and Max talking about the note, and then she's like, okay, I need to pursue this. I need to get rid of him, no matter what happens. Max says she's going to go with her. First, Anne is like, hell no. You're both, like, juniors in high school. You can't go off on your own. Yeah. And they, and then they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're going. Um, She, oh, it's the heart's eye. I should have remembered. It's, her necklace is the heart's eye. Mm. Uh, it's for protection. And so she gives it to Raven to keep them safe, and then they head on out. And that's Raven, and then I'll add a brief little bit about Beast Boy in a second. Because I need to stop this really quick, because we have, like, two minutes. Alright. We're back, and I'm going to try to talk very briefly about Beast Boy. So Beast Boy, uh, I don't think I'm going to go through panel by panel. Basically, he very much ADHD brain... They make a big point of about the fact that he has to take these meds, um, and he's really good with animals. His name is Garfield Logan in real life. <laughs> uh, he has this green tuft of hair. I'm gonna let you laugh at Garfield Logan. Um, 
But, okay, that was a choice to say that his name was Garfield. That was a choice. That is all I'm going to say. And the fact that he's good with animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even show you how they're showing that. That is a cat he's pulling from the tree, my guy. It even almost looks like Garfield. <laughs> it's just a very angry white cat, but... <laughs> I mean, obviously Garfield's, like, orange, but, like... Yeah. That's incredible. Basically, he's <laughs> hanging out with his friends. Da, 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 da. <laughs> this one has a lot more color in it, I will yeah. say that. It's a lot more colorful... Basically, um, he and his friends decide, um, oh, okay, so he's doing, like, a hot spicy pepper thing, because they saw this challenge of this dude drink, having this hot pepper, like, we're gonna have it, and then, so he reacts, and then it, like, does something weird to him, he's like, oh, my body feels weird, and, like, I like his changing sequence thing. That is really cool. It's really sick and then so he's like what's happening in my body and they're like drink the milk and he's like oh it's not that bad it's oh yeah he's also fighting like he's eating a head-to-head with this other dude um who i think he's like a bully kind of dude and so basically this he's like garfield's like oh this isn't that bad and this guy takes like the tiniest little bit and then he's not doing great he needs a bunch of milk yeah and so everyone's like oh he's cool garfield is sick he gets home, they have this video of him eating the thing, and they're like, oh, he's really cool. He eats a bunch of food, crashes out. Wow. Wakes up the next day. Yeah, this- Garfield. <laughs> wakes up the next day and none of his clothes fit. And he's like, that's weird. And then so, he's like, I grew overnight, like, like, so this is his friend with the blue hair. And so- you can see, there's a good shot of them next to each other. They're, like, the same height. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, taller than her. And she's, yeah. like, how does that happen overnight? That can't happen. And then, like, he's also, like, goes from being super scrawny to, like, having, like, a bunch of muscles. And they're, like, okay, no. That doesn't happen overnight. What happened? Also, yeah. um, the, like, talk about, like, representation, the... Because you know how usually it's the popular kids who get to pick people during their, like, he is, doesn't have a leg. He has a, he's an amputee Aww. dude. So, like, the person who's doing the picking and the, because Garfield, they call him, I think it's Gar, because it's G-A-R. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, and then, so they see him, he's doing dodgeball, which he's usually bad at. But then he has this, like, mountain lion spirit where he's getting really good at the game. And they're like... Oh, that's another thing. Because they talk about, with the pepper, he had... Like, there's some little, like, lemur dude who, like, eats them and is totally fine. Like, that's what he eats. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the... When the transformation, that was the little lemur thing we saw. Ah. And so they uh, are deciding to, like, they want to make another viral video... And, um, they break into this, um, school that tests on animals, and they're gonna free all these animals. Mm-hmm. So. Nice or, joker mask. Yeah, he pulls out, he decides it's too scary, so he goes with this gorilla mask that he just has in his closet. And then. I mean, okay, I mean, teenage boys, I feel like that is something that 
That's fair. Far too many teenage boys would have. And so he's, like, leaving. I like when he's breaking out of his room, though. His hand transforms for, like, a split second. Oh. Because he also... So he also does not know. This is, like, their origin stories. I should have said that in the very beginning. Both of these are, like, origin story things. Yeah. So he breaks in. There's this cute little guy. This Aww. cute little lemur dude. Um, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna let all of these animals out. Oh, also because his parents work at this facility. They oh. test on these animals. And so he's breaking in to let them out. Um, he's like, this isn't fair. This isn't right. He takes a selfie with the mask on in front of the snake dude. Um, and then snake dude is getting out of his cage and grabbing onto him. His name is Crush. Good. And so he's stealing Crush and and all of the other animals, just letting them all go. Here's security rolling up. Um, as he's, like, uploading this photo and calling a taxi. And so he brings the snake and this little monkey home with him. Taxi guy does not want to let him in because he has this giant snake with him. Yeah. Shows up at his friend's house with a... With a python a stolen python and his friend's like i'm sorry what i shouldn't forget her name i'm being bad with the names today i'm sorry but then yeah all good so he's so monkey destroyed his room overnight because he has a monkey in his room yes grabs um he also has a bunch of shoes typical teenage boy thing very typical teenage boy thing as just like a pair of converse he's wearing which is actually important. The like the like iconic shoes he usually wears. Ah. These are uh, delaced, and so he's running out. Shows the snake in the bathroom. He's like, "Okay, at least you didn't make a mess." Now to figure out what to do with the monkey. Puts the monkey in like a like a hamster cage and puts on King Kong for him to watch. I. Mm. <laughs> That's and a then, thought. Um, his parents are going to a meeting, and so, and then he sees on the news, it says, this shouldn't have happened, our university doesn't test, uh, doesn't conduct testing on animals, but he's like, um, but they're like, um, clearly you were, because someone broke in and let all the animals out. Yeah. Because it's, they're like, okay, there's been a bunch of, a bunch of rabbits in the neighborhood, like, testing rabbits, because he just let them all go. Yeah. Um, and so it's his friend saying that they saw what he did, and, like, they saw his video and all of those things. Yeah, wouldn't, actually, thinking about that, wouldn't that, like, kind of give them an, a, a, an idea as to who did it? Mm-hmm. And then Pepper Boy from earlier is a tattletale and calls the cops on him. Uh, or go to the university or someone. He calls someone and, like, they all show up and they're like, this is, and the like, they show the picture, like, this is who it was, this is who stole the things, and we think that's you. Yeah. Gets pulled out of class, and they're like, um, we don't have any proof. Um. And then, oh, I forget how they do that. Oh, because they're like, that's not you in the photo. And then he says, nope, uh, but if it was me, I would have taken pictures of the lab you're using for animal testing. You probably don't want the newspaper to get a hold of those. 
And so the guy who's coming from the, because this is like the coach, this is like one of the dudes, and he's like starts going off, and then the professor dude is like, "That's enough. That's fine. Thank you." Or says, "Um, he returned crush unharmed. That's the important thing." Um. And then the guy says, "We determined this young man. Yeah, wasn't involved, but we would." Like to meet with the young lady from the animal shelter who found Crush. Cause oh yeah, I forgot his friend works in an animal shelter, uh. and so they just dropped the sh- the the snake off at. I almost said shark. The snake off at the animal shelter, to be taken care of. But wasn't it left in his bathroom? Yes, I think he did it in the morning. The he brought it over because they had to wait for the animal shelter to open. I skipped uh. over that part. I'm sorry. Uh, no worries. And so basically, she's mad because it almost costs her her job. Yeah. And then there's a monkey at home, and her his parents found came home and found the monkey, and they're like, why is there a monkey? And, um, and so he just starts lying to his parents about, like, oh, yeah, Stella stopped by the shelter at lunch and found him in a bag outside. It looked like someone had been experimenting on him, so I brought him home. And his parents are like, how could you possibly know that? And she, he's like, oh, he has the medical tape on his arm. Yeah. Um, like the animals at your lab. And then so his mom goes, okay, I'll run some tests and see, like, if there's anything in him or anything like that. And so it's just kind of him becoming popular because everyone knows he did the thing. And the kid yeah. who used to be popular being mad. And then there's the two, him and the monkey with matching Muta's murder shirts, which is hilarious. I love that he's a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course he is, and then he notices his hand changing this time when he's sneaking out. Yeah. Because he sneaks out to the animal shelter because he wants to save the animals who are going to be put down. Good. Good. And then this scary wolf dude is, like, running at a small child on a tricycle, and he's, like, jumping, and, like, also, like, the cat, and so... Garfield is running at him, and the cat attacks this big wolf dog, and is scared of a wolf dog, and then we see this guy again. Again? Yep. Because he's recruiting teens with special abilities. I wonder what team he's making. I could never guess. But basically, so, he's kind of hanging out with the popular people, alienating his friends, this guy shows up, um, and Garfield approaches him and is like, hey, you show up a lot, are you some kind of perv? And he's like, what, he's like, do I look like a perv? And he's just, he's like, okay, but like, yes, <laughs> like, he's like, you're just here. Um, and then he says like, fair enough, I work with your parents at Hive and I know what's going on with you. Dealing with your gift must be scary, but Hive works with special kids like you. He's like, oh, he knows. Uh, he doesn't. He's like, my gift. I don't know what you're talking about. He's just like that. He knows. Yeah. So basically, they talk about that. Um, they show him uh, transforming. Later on, he's freaking out and transforming and transforms into full wolf dog mode. Yeah. And it's this green wolf dog, and then wakes up naked because all his clothes fell off when he turned into a wolf and he has to steal overalls from a gas station truck love that 
And then, so I think also, I think I skipped over the point where he talks about he has these meds he's supposed to take, and he just randomly decides he doesn't want to take them anymore. Uh-huh. And that's when all of this is happening, is he ah. stops taking his meds. Um, and so he's saying, uh, could my dad have been any nerdier because he's wearing some kind of, uh, finding a bunch of nerd stuff. Yeah. And he's like, but they gave me the... Am- Aminotrienidol, which is what the pill he's been taking. Yeah. And then so he puts on his dad's old jacket. And he says, "Do you, did you know what happened if I stopped taking my pill? I'm not going to try to say it again because that's a big long word. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, don't lie. I talked to Slade Wilson. I know that you worked with him at Hive. Um, do you want to tell me what happened in Sierra Leone? And they're like, okay, we were researching, we're doing research on a vaccine and you contracted a deadly disease called Sikutia. Bless you. Thank you. They were studying the disease. Um, they had injected... The, like, all of the creatures had died except for this rare... It was a West African green monkey. was the only one that, like, had survived uh-huh. being injected with this. And so they experimented on him by giving him DNA from the monkey. Oh. To try to get, build antibodies. And so he's freaking out, finding out that he was a test subject. So that's why the monkey bonds with him, because he has monkey DNA in him. Yeah. So basically, it's him discovering his parents turned him into Beast Boy to save him. He kisses a popular girl while hanging out with his monkey. <laughs> good. I'm skipping over a lot for this one. Um, this one is really good, but... It just didn't hit quite, yeah, like, quite the Raven same did. as Raven. Um... Basically, there's a bunch of wolves, and they're chasing them, and they're, like, trying to scare them away, and he transform, or he's like, okay, I'm gonna transform, and so he transforms. I love this very carefully covered butt Very, very careful. And he turns into this giant green bear. Good. And, and like, gets rid of the wolves, but scares the absolute crap out of everyone else, because they're like, what the hell is that green bear? Yeah. And so the park rangers show up because green bear, and so he untransforms from the bear, and is, is like uh oh, and has to like find clothes, steals them from a gas station, his arm like gets like clawed up from like the wolves biting him, mm-hmm. and then uh oh, my phone's gonna die. Oh well, he calls Slade, uh, tells him. That he wants to, like, learn about what's happening with himself. Leaves a note for his parents. Um, his friends kind of figure out what happened. Because they're like, okay, we found your all your clothes. Because he kind of took his clothes off this time so they wouldn't get destroyed. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> his friends are like, okay, tell us why you got you stripped down absolutely naked right when the green bear showed up. Yeah. And he's kind of like, okay, so yeah, I... He tells them everything that happened. They just and then um they decide to go on a a road trip. Road trip. And then I think he says no. Like we're gonna road trip with you and he's like, No, I gotta do this on my own. Brings monkey buddy. And then that's kind of his story. Sum up very, very quickly. The next one, I think it I think it just came out or is coming out later. It's Beast Boy and Raven. Oh. Or Beast Boy loves Raven, sorry. Oh. And then we have the preview for this one, which is we get back to Raven, 
uh, with her note from Slade, calling him and showing up in, I forget, they both show up in the same place, why do I not remember where it is? It's, I want to say like, Tennessee kind of area, it's very country, they have, you see Beast Boy buying a cowboy hat, (laughs) very teenage boy of him. Very teenage boy of him. Because he's trying to go in the bar, and the one dude just tips his hat and goes in, says like, I'm getting a hat. And then she's like, ID. She's like, this is a funny story. And it's like, no, get out. Yeah. Um, basically just runs into Raven and immediately falls in love with her. Aww. And she's just kind of like, who is this kid with green hair? Um, and then so he wants an excuse to talk to her. So he switches their table numbers. Oh, good. And so she's like, this isn't what I ordered. And she, he's like, I think that's mine. And I think they gave me yours. I'm a vegetarian. Um, and they start talking. Um, the monkey pulls her hair. They kind of, like, wander away. And he's like, "There, right, there goes the girl of my dreams. Which is very funny because, like, they are, like, the most shipped couple. Good. In Teen It's so great. I, I'm so excited for the full book. I haven't read it yet, obviously. But... I love these. I love Teen Titans. Raven is an entire mood. Beast Boy is also really, really good. It's just more... I relate more with girl who has sensory issues than to boy with ADHD issues. Yeah. But, yeah, I love them both. They both have really good artwork. Um, The art is really pretty. I want to see more of... I, I can't wait to meet more of, like the other Teen Titans, like Starfire and Raven and Cyborg. I want to see how their story is going to be rebooted in this. Yeah, it's going to... I the was... only characters I know are specifically Raven, Beast Boy, and Starfire. Love and that. that is it. <laughs> I'm excited. Maybe we'll have to do... Maybe once they introduce those guys, I'll, I we can do an we'll update. Do a part two. <laughs> yeah, part two where I talk about those. But anyways... I've been talking for over an hour, so I think I'll go ahead and stop talking now. All right. (laughs) Hello, friends. I'm Emma. And I'm Morgan. And we're your hosts of Tea in a Good Book, a fun read-along podcast for all book and tea lovers out there. So go grab a cup of tea and join our little book club. This episode, I'm going to be telling Morgan, who knows nothing about Teen Titans, all about Raven and Beast Boy, uh, which two separate books, uh, by Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo. Spoiler warning for Teen Titans and the two books mentioned above. Frankly, though, if you are listening to this podcast, you've probably already watched Teen Titans, unlike me, so... (laughs) The spoiler warning's more for me. <laughs> and then, anyways, what tea are you drinking, Morgan? Me? Drink tea on a podcast about tea? No, I'm drinking uh, coffee. <laughs> I am not drinking a beverage, but earlier, I did drink water out of, out of a paper bowl because there were no cups available. <laughs> and yes, Morgan did make me share that. Yes, because I think that's so funny. <laughs> Anyway, should we get started? Yeah, let's get started.